In today's conversation, I'm talking with Lacey Dupre about how she grew her online business because I'm always curious about that and also about how you can work through money mindset blocks. She is sharing a wonderfully unique way of looking at money and the phases of life and business and some really great actual tips to get started doing the work. Lacey is amazing. She specializes in needle-free acupuncture, addressing chronic pain, stress, and anxiety, as well as helping you move through difficult emotions. She offers virtual healing sessions, and I ask her all about that as well as an online group coaching program, and we talk about that as well. So let's dive in. Hey there, welcome to the Blissful Bliss Podcast. I'm your host, Susanna Riker, here to help yoga and wellness entrepreneurs build a thriving online business. If you're ready to make a bigger impact and earn money online, you are in the right place. Each week you learn about websites, digital products, social media strategies, and what's working now to build your online business. And now let's get started. Hi, Lacey. Welcome to the Blissful Bliss Podcast. I'm so excited you're here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here and it's wonderful to be here speaking to you. I just feel your energy already from the video. Um, so I'm really excited about our conversation. Can we start that by you introducing yourself and telling our listeners what you do um, where you are right now. Sure. Wonderful. Uh, my name is Dr. Lacey Dupre, Lacey, um, and I'm a doctor of traditional East Asian medicine or Chinese medicine. And um, yeah, right now I'm in, I'm in the U.S. Um, I have been in San Diego for about a decade and I just recently moved south of Austin. So that's Texas. So we're, this is, um, the very end of June, 2022. So we're in a very difficult time in my, in my country here, especially in uh, the state that I'm in. And um, yeah, very, very uh, trying times for, for humans and for, especially for women. Yeah. Okay. So that's where I'm at right now. Amidst a lot Although of I heard really great things about Austin. So yeah. I have never been there. It's on my yeah. list. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really a lot of fun and beautiful and a lot of nature. Um, it's the hill country and it's, and it's quite a beautiful place. Um, and a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of very friendly people and progressive movements, but we're, we're in the middle of a lot of turmoil. Yeah. Mm. So you do self acupuncture and you see clients, but you also have an online business, right? Yes. It's like a side thing. How did that evolve actually? How did that happen? Yeah. So, um, you know, as we know, when, when we work with our, our clients, I call mine patients one-on-one, uh, we're never scaling. Right. So it's like, sure. I, I see my patients and I love what I do. Um, but we need to get out there more. We need to, we need our word and our teachings and, you know, to be seen as, um, business women out there in the world beyond these one-on-one. And I, and I mean, scale sure monetarily, financially, but also in terms of this resonance, you know, outwardly into the world. So I started my online business, um, because there was, uh, an, an, a need for it. Um, Initially, it's because I had moved from the West Coast um, to Texas, um, from California. And um, once I had moved here, 
or in, in the process of moving here, I knew I wanted to travel. I didn't want to just stay here. It's just that I'm, I'm near um, family and I could buy a, afford a home here and uh, be in nature here, easily accessible nature and not have to drive. Right. Um, and then of course, wanted to travel. So um, I wanted on, an online business and it started with my patients on the West coast that I, that I left behind. Um, and we would do um, what is called, I, I termed this needle-free acupuncture. So um, yeah, the, the acupuncture that I did in my clinic in San Diego was um, I was using needles and I was also using needle free, which is uh, using a tool called the Tachine. And I'll show you here. Okay. Um, so this is the Tachine. It's Ooh, like a small, oh, it looks like a little tool stick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so the very end of it here is not pointy at all, right? It's uh, it looks to, to describe on audio. It looks like a small uh, between a pencil and a Q-tip, right? Something like that. And it's all, it's all uh, silver. I have, I make bronze ones. Yeah. And then the, so you, patients, they buy that basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, so, so what I do is we do an a- initial intake. So, but to, to back up a little bit, you know, it doesn't insert into the skin. Um, this is very gentle, very delicate. And one side is set with a gemstone, a gemstone of intention. I only use five gemstones that I've sourced, um, garnet, sapphire, tanzanite, amethyst, um, and, um, what's the fifth one? Anyway, it'll, it'll come to me, but, um, to, when, when I do your intake, I also choose your gemstone. And stone medicine is also very ancient Chinese medicine, right? So this is the oldest acupuncture needle. This is called a Taishin, and it's been around for many thousands of years. And um, it's how acupuncture started, right? So it is the most efficacious and potent form of acupuncture. Um, and it requires the practitioner to, you know, do, do Qigong. So I teach Qigong virtually and I teach how to use the Taishin, the oldest acupuncture tool on yourself. So we do the intake. I, cr- I craft, I handcraft these um, based on the ancient measurements of the old Taishins, set it with a gemstone and ship it out to you. So then you get your own heirloom, beautiful tool. You'll, you'll either get it in silver or bronze, whatever is your constitution and through your intake and your gemstone in there. And we go together. We work together um, virtually and it's lovely on zoom because we use the face and there's, there's all the acupuncture points are on the face that, that we need. Right. So the face is a microcosm of the entire body. So I can treat the entire body just from the face, just like you would see somebody treating just the ear with the acupuncture seeds or needles. And that treats the whole body the same uh, with the face. It's a, a microcosm. So the benefit of that is, you know, facial rejuvenation, which is awesome. (laughs) Um, The side effect of working with the channels and points on your face, right? Very easy. And a lot of what I teach is um, our money story and money blocks, because that is often at the root of some of our energetic blocks Um, and um, be it a a physical um, illness that you're dealing with, or maybe an artistic, a creative block that you're dealing with, right? A lot of it does stem down to uh, the stories inside of our head. And then those are often rooted in money, right? We know, we know these things. These, these resonate with, with all of us in a soulful way, you know, as a truth. Um, so yeah, that's the, the, the gist of it. Um, it's called the sacred self acupuncture sessions. And um, I, I see people and treat them all over the world. Yeah. 
Amazing. I love yeah. that. Just right now, is the majority of your patients, do you see them online or also like in person? I would say about half um, okay. because I do have a thriving practice uh, in person now that COVID is, um, you know, somewhat sleeping, hopefully right now. Um, and yes, yeah, so I see a lot of people in person. Um, and um, then I love my, my, my virtual patients, you know, um, and I have a group of, of patients as well. You know, we meet as a group. So it's very easily done, you know, in, in one, one morning a week um, to see those patients virtually. So that's why it's about half and half because, um, you know, I have my one-on-ones and I have some group and yeah. I love that because, you know, like you don't have to decide. It's not one or the other. You can do both. And they're like the energy of one-on-ones can be really uplifting and empowering. But at the same time, when it's too much and you have to see like patients back to back, I think it could get very draining as well. I mean, of course, it's also draining when you see patients online. But <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Maybe the advantage is also then. Well, when they come to you, you don't have of course, to travel somewhere. Yeah. Is there some added convenience for you teaching online or seeing patients online? Well, Not really. I do think the group, the, the uh, what, what you're speaking to is the group program. So it's like, right, I can see like 50 women or 20 women, uh, depending on the size of the group and, you know, a 30 minute session or an hour long session. So for sure, there's that advantage there of um, that. And that's how we all scale. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's part of, um, unwinding this money story is, is, um, teaching women that like they, they have a voice and they have, um, a lot to share as well. And so sometimes we do share in group if that's, you know, called for and, um, just, you know, being, being in that way and, um, being with in, in a container, um, a sacred container with other women, um, really, um, does something to the nervous system and the psyche and the spirit, you know, it's, um, group healing is very powerful. So there's healing that happens one-on-one -on -one for sure. Um, I, I have, you know, I don't get drained with my one-on-one -on -one sessions because, um, that's just part of being a practitioner is understanding, um, the energies. Um, but of course, like, right. If I would see like eight patients, uh, in person in one day, right. I would feel tired and fatigued. Anybody would, of course. Um, but, um, yeah, that is definitely the benefit of these group sessions is, um, they, yeah, they happened, uh, they had, they happen once a week and, yeah. um, group healing is something so different and so potent than a one-on-one -on -one, and they both have their needs. And I have some patients that, come to my groups and some patients uh, and then that same come in person, right? Because they, they get it. They get that there's different uh, frequencies there. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same with when you learn, when you're learning something that you can benefit so much from being in the group, from the question somebody else is asking, just feeling the community um, compared to one-on-one -on -one teaching coaching, which is amazing, of course, as well. So both has a place for sure. Yeah. But I think it's the same. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of one of my students who's a life coach and um, she's in her 60s and she's been like a, one of the first life coaches in Canada. And she came to a place in her life where she wanted to work less, but mm -hmm. not earn less. Right. So, right. So there wasn't really the 
availability scale. There wasn't the option to scale really her practice. And so she started an online business and launched her first online course. Yeah. Mm, and working on that now as well. Why is still seeing clients as well? And she's actually now my mindset coach in my program. Oh, that's wonderful. I hired her wow. as our mindset coaching. Yeah, she's amazing because she knows like, because in my program, I teach how to build an online business. And so she went through that. She knows exactly what everybody else is struggling with. And she has that amazing background as a coach, um, as a therapist as well, so, you know, so yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's incredible. I love, I love hearing about that because that's the beauty of these, these online uh, environments is that we can um, make these connections and then further that feminine economy by working together, you know, cause that's exactly what we're trying to do here. I think all of us is um, build a feminine economy, an economy that's built on uh, resilience and sustainability rather than hierarchy. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yes. And I think it's so common that women hide their ambitions right. in a way. It's just like, okay, the husband is the main breadwinner and women, they have that little side hustle maybe, but they don't take it serious. And, um, and I want, <laughs> when, I, when they sign up for, to work with me, I'm like, I want you to build like a multiple six-figure business. Not right now, not like overnight, but over a few years. I want you to be able to tell your husband that he should he can quit his job <laughs> and work for you. There are so many opportunities now that maybe weren't really there just like five years ago. Absolutely. So yeah, of I, course, women have the problem that they have to take care of the children and the house and all that. So it's difficult, and we have glass ceilings when you work in corporate to have this to really have the same career as a, as a man and also have a family. In Germany, it's you don't see that very often. <laughs> it's very, very rare. Like most of my friends, they start when they get children, they start working half time, and then you don't make a career anymore. So you don't, and it just makes me sad. I mean, if it makes them happy, you know, that's of course. But um, if it works for them, that's great. So I'm not judging that. I'm not, not judging anyone for their decisions, but um, that the structure that's how our society is still set up in this patriarchal way that makes me sad absolutely so i want like different circumstances and then everybody can make their own decisions what they want to do and if you don't want to work in the office totally fine right and you know it's um we're we're, we're now seeing the the results of women who um try to fit into uh that role you know, and that comes uh, later on in life in our fifties and sixties and seventies with fibromyalgia and health issues and all of that, you know, when we suppress um, these, the, the balance, um, then we get disease, dis-ease, right. And imbalance. Mm. And, um, yeah. Nobody can male or female can do, can do it all. Right. And um yeah, I, I've retired my husband. He, you know, we, we have a three-year-old and he is the one who stays home and they're at a play date right now. And he takes her to all her play dates and dance and everything. And he's with her all the time, you know, and it's the embodiment of the sacred masculine. And I think that is definitely what our world needs. Um, you know, we've, 
we've been speaking collectively about the divine feminine and feminine rising um, since the sixties and the, you know, the 1960s. And um, now we have to call upon the sacred masculine to meet, to meet that balance and that, that drive, because there's so much anger out there, mm-hmm. you know, and um, rage and um, not only suppressed rage, but um, you know, uh, just nowhere to put this anger kind of anger, you know, um, and, uh, on both sides, male and female and, um, you know, re- anger overlays, uh, grief, which overlays fear. Right. And so these are all bubbling up to the surface as we deal with a planet that is rapidly, um, in decline, you know, so there's a lot of stress and, um, it's, it's time to really, uh, put our focus on the sacred masculine and call to them, especially, you know, politically, we're seeing this, this war in Ukraine that is devastating. And um, uh, again, climate change, you know, and um, you know, we have, I just like, I, I can envision like Greta Thunberg just screaming, you know, with all her beautiful feminine rage. Um, and it's like, where's her counterpart, you know, that to meet her. Um, and that's what we are, we're, we're calling upon right now. Yeah, planetarily. So how does it work um, when you work with your patients or your program and you said you, I mean, you have like self-acupuncture, Chinese medicine and money blocks. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, how you help people address their money block? Because I think it's something that a lot of our listeners are struggling with as well. Like a lot of my listeners are yoga teachers Mm-hmm. And you're like, money is such a big, big block for many, many yeah. of us. Yeah. So I, I first describe, you know, how the um, severing from money came about um, culturally and socially. So, you know, money was and is uh, the divine feminine. It, um, it is, you know, it was in the form of uh, cowrie shells and um, um cattle and all these things that are very much, um, um, you know, a a cowrie shell is in the shape of a yoni. Cattle is very much earth. All these very feminine things, uh, money is and and was, right? And um, it's not not until it became metal, and metal um, elementally is masculine, and um, it's, you know, this, uh, we started taking the value from a, a feminine economy of Okay, this is this um, reciprocal, resilient, sustainable, collective community energy of money with, you know, um, like I said, like cattle or cowrie shells or something like that, and um, put it into the form of metal. And um, even then we stamped it with goddesses, you know, the oldest coins had Inanna on them or the ancient Chinese, and that, that was the Sumerian ones. And then the oldest Chinese coins uh, were circular, which is um, yang um, and masculine, but then it, it had a square carved out and that was um, the feminine. That's, that's yin. And um, so they were stamped with the feminine knowing, okay, we got to, you know, this is um, this collective community um endeavor that we're all participating in with money is very feminine you know and supporting us all and it's not until that was severed and we started seeing uh putting the the value of money um 
as pure yang, pure masculine and masculine is that's when we started um, seeing a hierarchy. So when the value of the money became more than um, what it was speaking to, and when patriarchy started, um, uh, when when we wanted that value to supersede um, what it was actually, uh, it's 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 like hard to to put into words. But I I, I know you get what I'm saying. Um, it's like the value of money became greater than what it was even talking about, right? Which is um, upholding our our community. Um, then we started seeing the shadow of money come out. So that is greed and scarcity, right? And that that's the polarizing forces. So greed and scarcity and this notion, this lie that started coming up that I, if I have abundance, someone else has scarcity. Or if someone else has abundance, I have scarcity. Um, that's, that, that's when it first started in terms of like patriarchal and, and hierarchy um, notions. So that's the root of it, right? So if we come back into, so what I teach is in, in feminine um, uh, circles, uh, I mean, in, in my group circles is coming back into this feminine economy and, and understanding that uh, when we um, work and believe and participate in a feminine economy, um, that is the way out of like, not only planetary destruction, but our own money issues. And sure, it might look like um, participating in some gift circles, um, which I think are very empowering. And um, also, I have them write a letter to money and, um, you know, really look upon money as a goddess and visualize money, um, make an altar to money um, as if you were at a a temple um, worshiping a goddess, right? Um, that before, like having like a few notes of money lying around or things like that to feel abundant. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And that that is a part of it, right? Like placing and then right. So you have your your altar to money and you visualize her and you have a strong feeling of her presence. Um, then I ask my uh, clients to go out and with money, purchase something for money, right? And so it can be very small. It can be a small trinket, but um Go and start really embodying and understanding that um, that we are we 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 do have the power and money intrinsically is um, supporting us right and it's so much more powerful to take action to visualize to embody to do you know the and have some breathing techniques around money than the common mis- like uh, manifestation techniques that we've all tried and like you're like until you're blue in the face you're like I am trying you know and like. When we, when we place things in the mind and try to manifest with the mind, um, we just kind of get spun around. You know, um, the, the mind is an abstraction of fear. Um, it has to be embodied. It has to come from the heart. We have to truly believe um, these, uh, these notions of, of money and divinity um, in order to, to properly manifest. You know, like if, if that's even a word, properly manifest, but I mean a notion. But um, yeah. The mind is uh, is not a, a vehicle of truth. Um, it's stories from our past that really trip us up. And that's where the blocks lie is, um, you know, just these habits, these neural pathways that are embedded in our brains. And um, those are habits and um, uh, just um, habituations. Yeah. That, uh, that we can, that we can let go of. And so that's where self acupuncture comes in. You know, okay. like the actual channels and points can help release 
those, um, the stagnation inside of you along with embodied techniques and somatic techniques um, that I teach to help unlock that money story. And, and do you help- need to be aware of um, what kind of stories might be blocking you or does Often it work I- in any case? <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It works in any case. Absolutely. I mean, as we've seen, acupuncture is the oldest form of medicine and it's like, you know, quite, quite, quite an incredible uh, system. So it does work anyway, but it is way more powerful when you do start listening to um, what's coming with bubbling up to the surface. It often comes in dreams. So my patients do start dreaming more once they see me um, and paying attention and like understanding their dreams. And it does come with like synchronicities. Like when you're walking outside And you see that feather fall or that leaf fall and it has a message and you're like, it means this. And then you're like thinking about it later and that, that, that the message like comes through or you're taking, you know, you're, you're taking a shower or whatever. And, or you're driving, you know, when you, when you sort of are tuning out messages start to come a lot more, those those synchronicities. And, um, it will usually come up like, damn, that, that story I'm telling myself about money. That's when my dad said X, Y, and Z when I was 15, like those things just spontaneously will start to come up. And I teach about how we see them, we shake their hand and acknowledge them, but we don't have to relive things. This isn't talk therapy, you know, um, it's not about that. It's like, I love that. You feel like I read all those books, uh, self-help books about money's mindset. And I was like, and I try, I was thinking about it and I can't really think about negative stories about money, but I'm sure they are in my background because I'm not a seven figure millionaire. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I think one of the things I realized is that I always have enough money. Always like always like when I was working, I always had enough money, but it's like I can't take that leap to more to like really feel abundant to be able to save more and you know all the things um yeah, so but I have no idea why that is because I feel like I'm welcoming money, come to me, right, 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 and you know we we know through epigenetics as well that um our, our traumas, our personal traumas go back eight generations. And that's just um, what science, which we know is um, very limited, um, has told us, meaning that's what um, research that is using the tools of right now, which again, is are, are, these are, it's only 2022, you know, it's, we're not perfect. We haven't cured cancer and Alzheimer's, like we're not there yet in terms of how we know how the brain works and how genetics works and all these things. So currently we have researched back and have, have seen trauma is held in the body for eight generations and what's, what's held in the body bubbles up into the mind and our, our, our subconscious. Right. So, right. Of course you don't know where the block is. Right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because it might not even have been in this lifetime. And likely there are issues that, that, you know, are, you know, from this lifetime because, um, and I don't, I'm not even talking about reincarnation. I'm literally just talking about our ancestors, but we could go that way too. But um, until the age of seven, we are sponges and we are 
completely um, being programmed by the world around us, our parents, our society. So some of these things are even beyond our memory or we have suppressed those memories. So before the age of seven, it's like, that's when we get imprinted. um, And uh, those things can largely remain unconscious. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. But there are people, of course, who have like a more um, background that's not rich and who are really successful, who get to become really successful. Yeah, right. Because Just, they've, they've, they've successfully um, not believed the, the stories either they were told yeah. or um, have re- re- reprogrammed, you know, their, their own stories that, um, you know, they, they, they were or were not told. It's about this, this belief, right? Belief in, um, in lies and stories, right? We, we call it lies and call it stories, but, um, you know, and it's not about good and evil, you know? I mean, there's plenty of people that um, uh, are hoarding money and who um, believe in terrible things um, and uh, who are not participating in the uh, collective conscious, um, or I mean, not collective conscious, but the this this community um, of being human, human being over human doing, right? Um, and it's very, um, yeah, it's 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 such a struggle to see that, right? To see like, well, how come? Like, why why are all these people so rich? If I even had a little bit of their money, I would even I would share more of it, you know, or I would I would do this with it, or I would. Uh, X, Y, and Z, right? We all we all know about this, um, but there's so many different paths out there, and um, we've we've all chosen to be in the medicine body that we're in. We we chose our parents before we came here, and we chose the medicine to help our soul our soul evolve. And right, like their manifestation of how that looks is right. Like might maybe being a terrible person and being a millionaire, you know, <laughs> we can name a few. Um, I mean, that's just like money. Money doesn't make you happy or healthy or give you a good life. Right. So right. it's just money. I mean, it can make you very unhappy if you don't have it, but <laughs> absolutely. Right. right. Yeah. So that's, it's a really complicated question and answer. And I do, I love, I love talking about it because um, when, when we really start digging in there, uh, we can really start feeling how um, our, our personal journey is ultimately so empowering and finding our soul's purpose um, will lead us to, to wealth. And, and then what does wealth mean to us? You know, and oftentimes, yes, money, um, but you know, there's so many different um, ways of, of, of experiencing wealth, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah, for sure. I know other entrepreneurs who really strive to always get to the next level income wise. And, um, and it can, sometimes it can feel, Oh, I have to do that too. Actually, I don't know if I would want to get like even to like a multiple seven figure business and have like a big team. I'm really happy with my life right now. I have everything I need. Yeah. It's like, so it's also problem. like, you know, sometimes it's, I think it's also like, I'm not as focused. I'm not putting like all my focus on reaching a financial goal. I'm putting my focus on really having the best life. And of course that um, influences my action and 
the what I do because of course in the end you know, manifestation doesn't work without decisions, deciding to do things, putting things into action, buying mm. the lottery ticket. Um, right. <laughs> so um, yeah, so it, it, that's influencing the results, of course, as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you brought in that notion of decision because it really um, it ties together this whole story that. Um, this whole journey that you and I are going on together with, with, with within the five elements, because I teach within the five elements, which are fire, earth, metal, water, wood. And we go through these five elements every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year, right? Every lifetime. So um, decision-making is part of the wood element and um, it has to do with the gallbladder and it's the yang organ to the yin organ of the liver, which has to do, which is a wood element and has to do with anger and repressed anger, right? And so when we start diving into the five elements, and again, these like blocks or stagnations and moving through all of them. So I, I take through, I take my uh, clients through all the five elements and, and different variations of like where um, blocks are, because we have a lot of blocks around anger, rage, as well as control, um, decision-making, indecision, fatigue, all that is part of the wood element, um, as well as growth and evolution and, um, you know, how we were as a teenager. That's the, it's the element of spring. And then we could get into the other elements like fire and earth and metal and water. Um, you know, the element of, of water is, is fear. Uh, the, the emotion is fear. Um, and, uh, there's, you know, I can go on and on about the elements and how those all play into us constitutionally as a person, as, you know, a being and um, collectively as well. And it's so important. It's so important to just like, yeah, it's, you know, it's about my actions and decisions. And that's a very wood um, place to be. Right. And it's like, it. yeah. yeah. So you could say, okay, so right now I'm in a really wood place in my business career, but my, my business. Can you share an example to make that a little bit actionable? Just like what kind of questions should you ask yourself or? Yeah, sure. So the, the first thing I do is I, I share like a graph of, I mean, a, a picture, fire, earth, metal, water, wood. And so water feeds into wood. Like, we'll we'll just take your example. Like, say you were like, I'm feeling like and this is actually an example from a client of mine. She had a dream about um, loss of control, like being on a bus and not able. And she like she wasn't driving the bus. And she was like, what does this mean? And I said, archetypally, because dreams have a lot of archetypal images. You're feeling out of control, right? And she was like, oh, God, I am exactly. And I always want to be in control. And so she was like, you know, her, her dream told her the message, right? Um, and dream interpretation, I, I do it very loosely. I ask a lot more questions than that. That was just a brief, um, uh, to, to show you an, an example, but so we're talking about, um, control, right. And, and, and decision-making and that could lead, and that's all the wood element. And so water feeds wood, wood feeds fire, and then wood tends to over control earth. And then metal tends to over control wood, Right. So we could say, we could start with questions such as, um, you know, are you being fed? Let's just start with, you know, if, if you, if you're feeling this, uh, a block in wood, um, let's talk about fear because fear is the element of water. And let's talk about, uh, where, where you feel movement in your life. You know, water is, um, 
it, it, water also holds the emotions, all the emotions of all the, you know, the planet of all your being, um, the, you know, that, that's the, the nature of the ocean. Um, and it's about this movement because water, as we know, um, it's, it flows into every, um, uh, crevice and, and, uh, that, that it can and spreads out. Um, and it can also be well constricted, right? Like, okay, you can have a dam and dam up the water or, and guide it, or you can have this like big, like the Nile Delta, the, the water just going out all over the place and nourishing, right? Um, so it can be a source of power in so many different ways. It's very powerful water is. And so is fear and it's wrapped up in our willpower and the organs associated with it are the kidneys, which what rests right on top of the kidneys, but the adrenals, right? So we could be talking about burnout as well as fear. We could be talking about, you know, adrenal fatigue. And so, right. I'll have like, we'll just kind of, you know, maybe there'll be more dreams or maybe just by me talking. And then I'll have a few questions. Um, things will come up, you know, like, um, what is your number one deepest fear? You know, that would be my, my first question. And she wouldn't, it wouldn't be something, um, that she had to answer right away. But one of my favorite practices is taking a fear inventory. So what you do is you write out um, three of your deepest, darkest fears, and then you actually say them to somebody. She could say them to me, but you have to say them out loud to somebody. Um, It could be a trusted friend and you and your friend do it together. Like as a practice, like you call each other, you know, once a month and like, this is my deepest, darkest fear. And just like, you want, you know, we all need to be seen, heard and felt, right? get it out there. Right. So it's helping release that repressed um, fear. And oftentimes when we do these, these practices, along with using the Taishin with the water points on the face, with fear, uh, with some breath work that I teach, um, it totally shifts. It totally lets go. And that fear is not so magnified um, because when you repress any emotion, but when you repress an emotion, um, that's when those polarities get squeezed out into shadows. So like when we repress money as a divine feminine, we, 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 then it's, it, it's, it polarizes into greed and scarcity, right? And that's the two shadow sides. Um, and everything can do that. And th- those, those are archetypes in terms of human beings. Um, so yeah, that's a kind of a long-winded example, but um we no, that's been through. amazing. Really, yeah. like, yeah, I would invite everybody to try to, to do that. I think. Yeah. Thank you for sharing <laughs> part of what you do, your practice. A that's fear been, inventory. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, so I was totally fascinating and so unique as a niche as well. How do you? How do you get there? How do you combine that? Like all that business things expertise i know you also invested into coaching and in educating yourself and then with the more intuitive side of you know like i'm guessing that i mean of course you also invested in learning about self-acupuncture and chinese medicine but um when you see patients I'm guessing there's a lot to do with intuition as well, like with a more feminine approach. So how do you combine that? How do you bring it together? Yeah, I think, I think it was uh, many years of, um, of, of learning myself, um, you know, at the feet of my teachers, 
um, listening and um, being of service to my teachers and just taking it all in many, many, many years of studying um, every, you know, reading all the books. So absorbing, then realizing through my own studies and my, of this incredible medicine that, um, okay, I, I need to, you know, like a walk my own walk. I am now ready to practice my medicine. So then you practice it, right. Um, and I'm ready to teach it because once you practice it, then you can teach it. Right. And then in that journey of being like, I have something to teach and I want to teach it. I am <laughs> lost without business. I mean, how can you teach without um, understanding um, that reciprocity? Like, okay, so then I had to get really savvy with with business um, because you can't have you know you can't have a business without business. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's when I hired uh, the coaches and I really dove into um, you know marketing all the things that I hadn't done forever. I've you know I was I'm an anthropologist, an artist. Um, had never done it, never did an MBA program or anything like that, you know, wasn't interested. I'm very intuitive. I channel, you know, in, in, in my sessions, I channel. Um, yeah. So it, it was, a, it was a steep learning curve. Um, during the pandemic specifically, I dove into, um, you know, sitting at the computer and being online and like absorbing so many of those online courses that we all did. <laughs> And it was such torture because who wants to sit in front of a computer? Like, oh my God. But I think that was one of those things that so many of us did. And right. We all have like our online courses that we like bought and like they, they're over there collecting like digital dust. But I did a lot of live programs with coaches um, and uh, like really high quality ones. I did like two really high quality coaching programs um, that elevated me quickly. That's it. And that's what I'm doing for my patients now. I'm like, I'm taking all that wisdom and education. So many, many years of practice and teaching and all this, and then, um, receiving that rapid acceleration in terms of business, um, putting that all together. And just that, that's, that stuff is just like the gift, the gift that I share with my, my clients. And it's that deeper, those, the the blocks and the emotions and all of those things that we all really, that that's the core struggle of being human and a woman. Um, yeah. That's that's what I teach. <laughs> yeah. I love that. that also, that you shared how really like it elevated you. Like right. I don't know. Sometimes I think it just comes together. So in my case, I created the offers. I put everything in place. But then when I invested in coaching on a more premium level, uh, yeah, yeah, it just like took me to the next level. Exactly. Yeah. And then you pass that on to them because yes. you. you everything you've learned from a premium level and now pass on to them. And that, that is, that's part of the feminine economy. You know, this is part of us um, sharing in sustenance, um, being sustainable, being resilient, right? I share everything with my clients. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was a really interesting conversation. Thank you so much. So where can people go to learn more about you? Great. Yeah. My, my website, it's my name, uh, Lacey Dupre, L-A-C-E-Y-D-U-P-R-E.com. That's it. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to, to, to speak to anybody out there about, um, their, their money blocks as well as their 
physical and emotional ones as well. And um, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this conversation and uh, love speaking to you. And I love your podcast. Um, your your clients are so lucky to have you. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> well, at the link to the show notes, of course. Thank you, Lacey, for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Blissful Biz Podcast. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. This would mean the world to me. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to never miss a new episode. To learn more about how to work with me one-on-one, my courses and membership, or to get instant access to freebies, workshops, and more, go to susannereicher.com right now. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time. Hey there, interrupting for a short announcement. I'm hosting a virtual bootcamp to help you kickstart your online business from May 6th to May 10th, and I would love to see you there. It's the Make Your First or Next $5,000 online bootcamp, and you can save your spot for this free virtual event when you go to my website, susannereicher.com forward slash bootcamp. That's S-U-S-A-N-N-E-R-I-E-K-E-R.com forward slash bootcamp. I'm going to go live every day from Monday to Friday with a live training on how to elevate your vision, choose your profitable niche, amplify your content, nail down your signature offer to make your first or next $5,000. I can't believe how freaking fun, valuable, and powerful this virtual event is going to be. You'll get five live stream trainings, all of the recordings in case you can't make it live or need to leave early, access to my new community, the Midlife Biz Hive, including tons of additional trainings for you to dive in, the chance to ask any questions in our calls or in the community. It'll be amazing. This event is a real game changer, whether you're just starting out or you've been at it for a while, but feeling a bit stuck around the maybe $2,000 to $3,000 monthly mark. If you're eager for more and ready to figure out the online business puzzle, this is the perfect place to kickstart your journey to bigger and better results.